0: Hello, my name is Donnie Smith and I'm the pastor here at Ascension Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. I hope this message changes, impacts, and challenges you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you enjoy the message, you can connect with us on our website, Facebook, or Instagram at Ascension Christian Center. Thank you and enjoy. Luke chapter 6 verse 47. I feel that this scripture is appropriate uh, for what we just went through. Um, this past Wednesday and Thursday, but I also believe it's appropriate for where we're going. Amen? Well, you said amen. You don't know what you're agreeing to yet, but you, you, you will say amen. Luke chapter six, verse 47 through 49. This is Jesus speaking. Everybody say, this is Jesus speaking. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Jesus said, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the streams beat vehemently against that house, it could not shake it. Look at somebody and say, do not let what's happening in this world and what will happen In this world, shake your faith in Christ. Look at somebody else and say, don't let it. It did not shake it for, here's the reason. I love this. It should have been a capital R. For it was founded on the rock. (laughs) All other ground is sinking, stand. But he who heard this and did nothing, this describes many believers, but not at this church. But he who heard it and did nothing is like a man who built his house on earth or dirt without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. You may have your seats. As I mentioned earlier, I felt a little bit like a loose cannon. I pray you come back. But I just wanna shoot from the hip this morning. You know, i let the world deal with the world. My concern is the body of Christ. That is where God has put me. That's where he's, that's my assignment. I am a watchman. Like many of you, or watchmans. Any watchmans in the room? I know Rick's a watchman. A watchman meaning watching the gates of the body of Christ. And I guess a spiritual meteorologist, if you if you say. I like to read the temperature of what's happening in the body of Christ. Sometimes and oftentimes it will dictate how I preach. The intensity, the fervency I use, or the lack thereof. But I was thinking to myself, when I look at the response in our government, like what had happened, even in particular at the beginning of 2020 when COVID hit, but also seeing how, what our response is to the storms that physically hit. And I said to somebody the other day, I said, I wish, I just wish I pray. No, I'm not supposed to wish. I desire Immensely for people to respond to the gospel and the calling of God on their life and the calling that Christ has put on their lives, like the way they've responded to this storm. And Jesus in this scripture is challenging, provoking the people to get ready for what is coming. And, and I and I and when I see things unfolding in the world. It really is God's grace gradually allowing us to see things unfold so that we can have preparation in advance to be able to stand and withstand the evil day that's coming. Am I talking into parables? Is everybody hearing me this morning? You don't even have to be a prophet or prophetess to see that things are unfolding in our government and in the world. There is, there is this deep sense to know I mean, even when I talk to the elderly, I I ask them, I I have a lot of different clients. Some of them range from anywhere 80, 90 years old to, you know, baby boomer generation. And, And all of them say the same thing. I have never seen, it was bad back then, but I've never seen it like this. I've never seen teenagers, so nothing against teenagers. I've never seen the culture acting like this so disrespectful. I have never seen our school systems allowing what they're allowing in the schools. I've never seen the type of stuff that is being allowed on national television in front of a four year old's eyes. We've, we've never seen this type. It's, it's before it was in a back room somewhere and you can go buy that VHS at Blockbuster. Now it's on the screen. Things are unfolding. And the Bible talks about, Jesus said it like this, I must work while it is day because the night is coming where no man can work. And I am concerned for the body of Christ at this stage of where we are because there's going to be a time when we can't work. I don't mean physically. Physically. I mean spiritually. So, so Jesus is saying a day is going to come like this when the floods and the storms are gonna come and he's essentially saying you are not gonna be ready spiritually. I'm not gonna be ready spiritually. It's an exhortation. It's like he gave us an advanced notice that things are going to come in which you may not be prepared for. And so there's this exhortation of getting our houses in order, laying the right foundations in our lives so that when things do unfold, we are ready. Let me hypothetically just give you, I refused this morning to cancel service. I just wasn't going to do it. If no lights were in here, I was, I was, we were going to have service. I'm not, I'm not saying that because we would have went outside and I would have turned the fans on. I mean, I would have put the industrial fan on and whoever showed up would show up, whether it was three people or 30 or uh, it didn't matter to me. We were going to have service. And there's far too, when I look around and I'm not knocking any churches, I have people that I love who simply could not have service this morning because of safety or whatever it might be. But do you see how the world is ready to shut down? Like put Jesus on pause just because the world, way the world is going? Is that what we're gonna do? What happens if we can't meet anymore? I mean, we got people who don't wanna show up just because the lights and the AC don't work. Is this too strong? I told you I felt like a loose cannon this morning. I'm much nicer when I'm not preaching though. I'm like very much a gentleman. Everybody knows that. I'm like meek. I don't say anything harsh, but something happens when I get behind here. I get all upset. I'm not upset, but I am concerned that we as the body are not making proper preparations for what's coming. There's been the slow secretion of what is coming in our government, the way that the school systems are going, what's happening in the weather. The Bible talks about all these things must have come to pass first. Come on, am I preaching the Bible this morning? We have to prep as the body. We have to gather. We have to pray. We have to examine our lives. We have to make sure our roots are going deep in the Lord so that when the winds and the storms come, we might bend a little bit. Look at somebody and say, bend, Bend. but do not break. break. Mike told me, Mike's a good friend. He's one of my fiery witnesses right there. He told me this morning, he said, I can't figure it out. A tree hit his house. It was a big tree. It looked like the whole tree landed on the roof. It like crushed the front of his fascia, fell on the roof, massive, but it didn't puncture the house. But... He was really in shock that he said, I have a lot of oak trees. He lives in a matured area where there's lots of oaks, which I love that uh, somewhere near Sweetwater. He's a rich boy. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I love the area. But he, he, they took pictures and they were sending it to me. And this tree looked really healthy. It looked really healthy, like there is no earthly reason that tree should have fallen. And, and, I, and I laughed this morning. Rick and I were trying to empty the baptism this morning before you all got here. And Mike came up and said, there's no earthly reason why this thing, it was healthy. when you, Even when you're cutting it, it was nice and healthy. But it fell when the wind came. And I said, it reminds me of many Christians. We wear the cross. We bear the cross. We understand the lingo. But I question not I question if our roots, because what determines whether a tree survives the storms or not is not the outward appearance. It's not how big the tree is. It's not if it speaks Christianese. It's not any of those things. The root system in the tree decides whether or not it breaks when the wind comes. And we, as the body of Christ, my my exhortation, my plea, I beg of you, Make sure that your roots are not planted in a church. This church cannot save you. Only Jesus saves. Listen to me. Listen to me. My prayers at this altar cannot save you. Only Jesus saves. Having a head knowledge of the Bible does not save you. Only Jesus Christ and faith in Him and faith in the finished work of Calvary's cross will save us. Get this Biden cannot save, only Jesus Christ saves. I'll take it a step further, and I don't like to talk about the government up here. Trump, even if he was reelected, cannot save, only Jesus saves. There are no other saviors. Jesus cannot be replaced. He was the king. He is the king. He always will be the king. And on his throne sits no other but the risen son of God. And the only thing that is going to cause us to endure the coming days ahead is our root system in, the, in our faith in Christ Jesus. That's the only thing that saves so what am I saying? I'm saying don't look like a tree. Don't worry about all the, there's somebody who is now, this breaks my heart. I'll be light saying this. Every time I'd ask this person, how you doing? Smile. Even this person knew exactly what to say. I mean, spoke Christianese like I'd never, better than me. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored. Shoulda bought a Honda. I mean, you can have a conversation with him I and mean, he starts, starts speaking in tongues to me. I mean, I couldn't even have a conversation with him. Very spiritual, very spiritual. I'm being sarcastic. Forgive me, Lord. Spiritus Santos. I told you I was a little loose today. He knew exactly what to say. But the Bible talks in the end times that there will be a great falling away. There will be a great falling away. It'll be a great falling away, and I believe that this is what's happening. Now, what one thing that see whatever happens in the natural, it so is in the spirit. So when winds in the spirit, things are blowing. Everybody feels it. Do you feel it? This this shaking going on in your heart, all this trouble. You feel it. You can't put your finger on it. It's like that in the natural because the the winds blowing. What it does is it removes the debris. Shaking. Let me just read this scripture. First Corinthians chapter 3 verses 9 through 15. Is everybody okay this morning? Is everybody getting a little something? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 through 15. It says, For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field. Look at somebody and say, He's talking about you. Now watch this. You are God's building you he's talking about you and me you are god's building according to the grace or the power that was given to you by god as a wise master builder i have laid a foundation and another builds on it but let each one watch this take heed on how he builds on it for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid which is what christ jesus say christ jesus Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. Watch this. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has laid, he has built on, it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, it will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through fire. I don't have time to go in what the back end of that scripture means. Talking about he can be saved, he can build and do works for the Lord. But if it, was, if it was not in partnership with the Holy Spirit the way that God wanted it, he will suffer loss with his work, but he'll still go to heaven. It's kind of like a Mary Martha. You know, Martha was really busy working for Jesus, didn't have like the heartbeat of worship. So you can do work for the Lord and you may not go to hell, but you will certainly suffer loss if you don't partner with the Holy Spirit on this side of heaven. Amen. It it requires partnership. It requires relationship. But he says, it's like a failure analysis. So, so God is allowing things to crumble and shift under our feet. Like there's this dividing line happening between churchianity and true lovers of Jesus. If, if you can't see that. Can anyone see that in the body of Christ now? There's this dividing line happening. Like, are you in or are you out? You've got prophetic voices all from pulpits. I mean, pastors are really standing up now. I see ministers standing up. Like the, the sheep from the goat are being divided. We are living in a critical day in the body of Christ. Can everybody see that? Amen. And so the Lord is allowing this sifting to take place to make sure and even uh, to challenge our root system to make sure we don't settle for where our roots are because there is always, yes, Lord, there is always a deeper, a potential to go deeper and there's always a potential to go higher in the Lord and to not get comfortable with where we are. Say, he's calling me upward. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I won't be much longer. Verse 5. Watch what Paul, Paul the apostle says. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves? And that Jesus Christ is in you? Say examine yourself. I believe that if we were to examine ourselves more frequently, it would save God a whole lot of work. Come on, say amen. Amen. In other words, look at the way that we conduct our, look at ourselves, examine our own selves, our own decisions, the way that we conduct our lives, the way that we make decisions. You know, you know, whether or not you're standing in faith or not, you, you know, look at somebody and say, you know. You know whether or not you truly have a, a rich, thriving relationship. We, we, may be, we may be able to fool other people, but we can't fool, fool the Lord. Amen? He who, had, who he who made the eye, can he not see? He who made the ear, can he not hear? And we must fertilize our faith. If we're, if we're going to cause our roots to grow deep, we have to fertilize our faith in the Lord. If we're going to withstand the days ahead, we have to fertilize our faith. How do we fertilize our faith? Simple, simple. You know I, what I believe our way forward is our way is going backwards just a little bit. Little things, fertilizing our faith by doing little things like this. Reading this. Remember this? God's word, falling in love with. Remember when you first got saved? When you would open the Bible and it was like living water? Everything seemed to jump off the page. Am I the only one who felt that? It was like... Nothing else mattered. You wanted to spend time with him. You wanted to spend time in his word. But all of a sudden, we start growing up right out of reading his word. We start maturing. We start, you know, spending more time on YouTube. Put those keys down. Sometimes we grow right out of relationship and intimacy with him. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes we grow not into him, but out of love, out of intimacy, out of relationship with him. And God is calling us, I believe, really back to basic Christianity. I really believe that prayer, fasting. That's what I wanted to tell the sages I was with yesterday. If we just simply get back in the word again, fall in love with his word again we want to see a generation change, just love his word. Do what his word says. Whatever he says, do it. Stop trying to you know, put all the sugar and all the toppings on all this stuff just to get people to come. Get God to come and people will come. When God comes and steps into something, people will come. I feel led to share this. There was a, there was a, a revival called the Hebrides revival. You don't hear much about it, but it was one of the most greatest awakenings. And this man of God, said he was too afraid to count the numbers of people who got saved. He was too afraid. He said, but I will say this percentage-wise, he said 75% of the people who got touched at this three-year revival in the place was packed night after night. I mean, the fire never went out. For three straight years, he said 75% of the people got saved before they ever made it to the doors. He said, you would go, this was in 1957. He said, you would see people in the fields with lanterns just in crowds bowing. He said, they they felt, and they would get out of bed 11 o'clock at night when the meeting was still going on. And they said, we don't know, but we can't sleep. We're rolling in. We feel the conviction of the Lord. Now there was no, in different revivals, there are different symptoms, okay? There wasn't any physical healings in this, but there was great repentance that happened. Altars were filled and wet with tears, 75% of the people got saved before they ever even heard the message of the gospel. Why? Because of God's glory and his presence among his people. That's a sovereign act of the spirit of God. Somebody say, fertilize your faith. And I'll say this lastly, stand to your feet if you can. Everybody say, I'm a tree. I'm a tree. Say, I'm a tree. I'm a tree. Planted by the rivers of water, whose roots will not wither, no matter what storms come. Now, trees can't make themselves, and we are all trees. You know, it's like the Lord said to me this morning God says, I will plant you, and he's planted many of us. All of us, most of us are saved in here from what I can see. I know most of you. He will plant us because trees, well, some trees get planted by people, but naturally speaking, the Lord seeded the earth and trees evolved, obviously, and sprouted up. But the Lord plants us, but the Holy Spirit is like he said to me this morning, but it's up to you to water yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. This is how we're going to go stronger. Like the Lord, the Lord, the Lord will water us. But when we position ourselves for the watering, like how do we water? Prayer. How do we water? Reading God's word. How do we water? By attending, come on, being connected to a body of believers. Come on, say amen. Amen. Listen, how how do we water? By getting involved in his work. Intercession. Going outside of your own needs. That's how we water. And it's the only way, listen, it's the only way that we are going to be able to weather the storms ahead. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man. Who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be, look at someone and say, You shall be, like a tree planted. You don't have to keep repeating. It was just the first part, the tree part. You can quote it if you want. Planted by the rivers of living water, which spreads out its roots by the river. And it will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will it cease from yielding fruit listen to me no Christian no Christian has any right no matter the season to be fruitless God doesn't allow it. Well, let me say this. God doesn't. That is not his ultimate desire. Because the fruit oftentimes doesn't doesn't determine what the Lord does. He made you a tree. Now it's up to you and I to water it. Be fruitful in season. And out of season. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Let this message be planted deep in the heart of every hearer. I pray for the coming days ahead, Lord, that we as a people would make every effort to be planted next to you. The only living river that can sustain us that can truly water us to cause us to bear fruit for the coming days ahead. And I I feel this from the Lord. The fruit that he wants us to bear is for the the, the body that uh, the people who are out in the world living in darkness so that they can come and feed on God's goodness in our own lives. That's why God wants us to be fruitful, not for you. The fruit is not for you and me. The fruit is for others. So Lord, let this message sink so deep in our hearts. Bring us conviction. Let us see and evaluate our lives where we might be missing it with you, where our foundation is cracked or fractured or where we are maybe lacking the foundation altogether. Give us wisdom. Give us strategy to position ourselves in you so that we can bear fruit for your glory and so that we can have strong foundations for the days which lie ahead so that when the winds and the storms come, Lord, we will not fall down, but we will be that foundation that stands and that is planted firmly upon the rock of ages, Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for all of us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope this message impacted you today. If you'd like to support Ascension Christian Center, simply go to ascensionchristiancenter.com and click the gift tab or text ACCFL to 77. 977. Interested in hearing more? Check back weekly for new messages. Have a great day.